Hello and welcome to another episode of the 288 Podcast. This is your host, Matt Slayer. My big-titted host, Raven Star, is MIA somewhere in Los Angeles at the moment. I'm still running around drunk in Las Vegas. Today's special guests are more Evan Williams, because we couldn't drink all of it last night, because we wanted to save a chunk or two of our livers. And our other special guest this evening is Miss Angel Bow. What up? She is a multiple award-winning feature dancer, including 2015 Exotic Dancer Awards Newcomer of the Fucking Year. Mm-hmm. It's some fancy shit. Like I saw, I saw the judging at EDI West. It was her performance it was insane. And on top of that, she has been in Five Finger Death Punch's House of the Rising Sun video, Soundgarden's Crooked Steps video. Been on VH1, MTV, Spike, The Learning Channel? Really? Oh, that was some dumb Vegas Brides TV show I did. <laughs> okay. Dude, it was horrible. She's, uh, she's, you know, been on air with Chris Angel and fucking all over the place. Like, girl's a hustler. <laughs> I'm glad she was able to join us today. So, Angel, how you been? Good. Busy. Busy, busy, busy. Traveling a lot and... Finally, I'm at home for like a couple of days. I know. It just happened to work out that we were both in Vegas at the same time, which almost never, never happens. <laughs> like, unless there is a convention going on, you know, we're never in this town at the same time. Yeah. I think the last time that we were in town together was AVN two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, as I said, convention. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, like, I saw you. No, that was. Oh, yeah. no, no. EDI, EDI West in, in LA. Year. But I was in LA, yeah, yeah. Not in Vegas. And once again, convention. Yeah. Competition. <laughs> competition, whatever. convention. Some organized event. <laughs> mm-hmm. How the feature gigs been treating you? Like, you know. Pretty good, actually. I've, I've had a couple that kind of sucked, but for the most part, they're pretty awesome. Meeting new friends, and it's cool to go back to like old clubs that I featured at before. So it's kind of cool. Showing them the new act and all that shit. Yeah, working on a couple new shows and stuff like that. Upgrading my old shows. Oh, are we allowed to talk about the costume pieces that are hiding across the room right now? Yeah. So there is a tentacle <laughs> sitting across this room for me that I'm very curious about. Uh, well, I like the Little Mermaid, and everyone always does like Little Mermaid costumes and stuff. So you want to be a mermaid, but uh, I decided to go with the sea witch. So, going to be a sea witch, Ursula. Are you going to steal other strippers' voices? I don't know. You should. Maybe. If they have good voices. <laughs> Not oh. the meth ones. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to steal meth heads' voices? No. You could be doing them a favor. They can't buy meth. If they can't. Well, they might figure yeah, they out a can. way. they <laughs> will just point meth in hole. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> just point to their little glass thingy-majiggy, whatever it is. The, the, the glass dick. Yeah. Is that, that what you call a meth pipe? I, I don't fucking know. I don't know drug terminology. <laughs> I, I really don't either. I mean, I'm I'm just a drunk. As I... Mm, Evan Williams. Is it cold yet? It's cold. It's still horrible, but it's cold. Good. I told you that freezer, like, chills them pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Still, tonight we're drinking directly from the plastic bottle, because... <laughs> I don't have ice in my apartment, because I'm never here. I, I'm amazed you actually have an apartment. It's nice. No, it is a really nice apartment. I mean, just <laughs> I know you were one of the few people that was on the road as much as I was, and I just gave up having an apartment at one point. I know I got a lot of shit. I can't really leave it at someone's house or 
trust it to be left in a storage container. Well, that's why I got a storage <laughs> unit that was like indoors on the second floor. <laughs> Jason's got a funny story about that. <laughs> so storage containers. Hmm. So unofficially, we also have Jason here who refuses to actually acknowledge that there's a podcast going on around him. He's just making hand motions at me. <laughs> he just said in English he'd no speak of English. <laughs> and I know he's lying to me because he was very coherently speaking English to me about two minutes before I had hit record. From what I understand, Jason runs zip lines at Sturgis. Yeah. He's my boss for like two weeks a year. <laughs> That's rad. I have um, a couple really good friends of mine that go up to Sturgis to do um, full, uh, full throttle saloon. Yeah, F that place. Just kidding. Right. <laughs> it's fun. Hey, they they have a good time up there. They fucking travel up from Chicago and make mad money for you know during Sturgis. So though, oh, I probably shouldn't talk about that on air. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. One of my friends who will remain nameless got a DUI up there and is pretty much fucked her life for the last two years. Oh, that was supposed to be a funny story, wasn't it? Shit. Eh. Mm. What what is the Little Mermaid like bit gonna include? Like, have you figured out the the whole routine yet? Uh not yet. No, I usually just have these rad costume ideas, and I build the costume, and I'm like, oh, okay. Now, what am I gonna do? Um, but it's gonna be like a burlesque kind of thing. But it's just music sucks. Picking, you know, picking music for my shows is like the worst part for me. The Little Mermaid's a musical. You yeah, no, but it's not exactly like strip club music, you know, like, hey. <laughs> on da da see, on da da see, down when it's wetter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'll probably just do some fire and whatever. I want to do some aerials, but obviously I need to get down the aerial gym and rehearse and performing clubs that have aerial hookups. <laughs> Don't most clubs have aerial hookups these no. days? No. No, very few. That's a shame. Maybe the nice fancy A-list clubs. Are... <laughs> I don't uh, know. Hey, no, there's, hey. a, there's a few. There's a few clubs that do, but for the most part, they don't. You know, most clubs have to remove a pole to get to like a an aerial rigging point. Well, they should. I mean, like the silks are always rad. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I'm going to do the net. The net because it's like catching fish. Fishy. <laughs> like blue like blue lighting and well i don't really like have a, like a list of how i want my lighting i'm pretty easy to like to work with as a as a feature you know i just i'm like do whatever you want like lighting wise just don't be quiet during my show <laughs> i don't know like, Speaking- everyone tells me i'm really easy to work with so well and that's super important like after being on the road with a bunch of girls like if you're a pain in the butt everyone knows about it oh yeah venues talk (laughs) they tell me what features they don't like (laughs) oh yeah the gossip is insane yeah you'll get picked up from the airport and like the valet will be like so do you know such and such that was here last week yeah and if you know her or not you will hear the story good or bad of how last week went yeah i always pretend that like i don't really know who they are i'm like well i know who they are but i don't know them and they're like okay good now i'm gonna talk shit <laughs> See, like, god damn I, 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 you guys don't talk about me like that i always make the mistake of just answering honestly and being like yeah i know her oh it's a good friend of mine and then the just awkward silence yeah well hmm. especially if i go a week behind some of some of my friends who I know are uh, prone to partying and 
getting themselves into a little bit of trouble. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> features that get very, very drunk. And uh, I hear all those stories too. Hey, the, <laughs> About the, strippers falling off the stages and shit like that. It's hilarious. The, the features that get really, really drunk keep me in business. Like, well, true. I mean, for fuck's sake, like when I go on the road with Joanna Angel, Joanna has her shit so tight, I am bored out of my mind. Like, <laughs> she is so well behaved. Like, there's nothing I ever have to worry about. The only thing, like, I've ever had to worry about being on the road with Joanna is we were doing a gig in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And this is purely my paranoia. There was an outlaw biker gang in the club, about 20 guys deep, like full patches and everything, just hanging out. Yeah, I realized that. If they wanted to start some shit, we're fucked. There's just nothing we could do. You know, I'm not, I didn't roll armed to that show. And even if I did, there's 20 of them. Yeah. Well, that wasn't Joanna's fault. No, <laughs> that wasn't Joanna. But I mean, that literally the most exciting thing that has ever happened on the road with Joanna. And that wasn't even all that exciting. They stayed on their side of the room. I made sure Joanna didn't go over to them. Cheese curd land. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Wisconsin's fun. Oh, I mean, I spent a lot of time in Wisconsin in my youth. It's just, I fully recognize that, you know, when you have 12 to 21 percenters in a strip club getting drunk, they're going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Just have to be cognizant of that. Mm. Thankfully, all they wanted to do was have fun. So it was a, ended up as a pretty good time. Good. But yeah, I mean, what other, uh, what else has been going on with you? Like, um, any tours coming up? Uh. Well, I have a couple of shows coming up, and then I have the EDI content. Well, I don't have a show this weekend and stuff. EDI is coming up. Hell yeah, going on tour again. So, you're gonna be with them for any of those dates? Uh, yeah, I might, I might join them for a few dates. It all depends on what my touring schedule like is gonna be, because uh, obviously the beginning of the year is all slow. So I'm expecting an influx of bookings to come in any moment now. If I'm still not booked by then i'm probably gonna hit the road with them do some shows with them whatever that'll be fun oh i'm sure you'll be booked by then i mean oh yeah oh yeah i'm not even stressing it's always slow at the beginning of the year and then everyone stresses out and then all the bookings come through and everyone's like yay <laughs> yeah they come flying in yeah it's like oh wait a minute we have no yeah. features booked fuck yeah it's just because the beginning of the year is always quiet you know what? once tax season's in everyone's got their tax rebates <laughs> everyone's loving it Exactly. Super and clubs start getting busy again. And you have a super unique show right now. I mean, hell, you were nailing nails into your nose when I saw you at EDI. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do all kinds of crazy shit. Machete walk in. Actually, that's a funny story. When I went to Texas in December, I have like this special case for my machete prop. And then there's a, there's a zip up pocket at the front of it. Over time, you know, like the stitching comes loose and whatever. And. The baggage handlers, I guess, had ripped a hole into the side of this pocket and my machetes were hanging out when it came out onto the um, carousel to pick it up. So I pick up my bag and there's like all these machetes hanging out of my bag. And when I get to the venue and start putting my prop together, two of my machetes are missing. <laughs> so they're either in the baggage handling area or they fell out on the carousel and people grabbed them. So I was like, there's a fight in Lubbock, Texas tonight with machetes. It's probably my fault. <laughs> Did you file a claim with the airlines on that shit? No, they're like five bucks at Harbor Freight. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I once had an airlines break my gun case and I ended up with like, as it came out of the carousel, like magazines 
sitting on the carousel. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Nothing nothing makes for a more awkward situation than opening a gun case in an airport to make sure your gun's there. Yeah. <laughs> like, Looking like you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is when like the beard was all full jihadi. <laughs> Bet they love that. Yeah, no. Did you get the cavity search? No, no. No, I, I thankfully did not. And it was in Charlotte, North Carolina, of all places. So you'd figure that you know, I'd have a thumb up my ass real quick. Mm. Thankfully, that did not happen. <laughs> I got them to replace every fucking bit. Good. Sorry, I just headbutted the microphone. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> These things happen when you know, there's alcohol and mics involved. Mm. It's kind of nice. Unfortunately, we are an audio-based program, so you can't see Angel playing with her pigtails at the moment. Is it working? Angel's getting a new phone, so she is super excited. I feel weird not having a phone in my hand. I'm like drawing aliens on a piece of cardboard right now. <laughs> see, I'm going to show my age here, but I remember a time when we didn't have cell phones attached to us. And you had to like, actually hey, call people's house. I'm not that young. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that on air. I remember I- those times, too. Yeah, like I remember having to awkwardly call like girls' houses and speak to their fathers before speaking to them. Right. I remember when phones first got like a caller ID, and so you could run to the phone and see who it was. It was like, oh, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, before that, we had to screen it with answering machines. Like, okay, once they leave the message, I may pick up. Or like knock, knock on the door. Are you coming out to play? <laughs> yeah. You show up at someone's house un- unannounced now, like you're a crazy person. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Like, who the fuck are you? I don't even answer my door to you. Yeah, like, what the fuck? That's just a universal code now for don't go to the door. (laughs) Don't even look out the people. Yeah, it's like... Text me. (laughs) You were probably a process server trying to serve me papers. I'm... No. Fuck that. (laughs) Fuck that. I once dodged a process server for six months like that. I would not answer my door. I'd park away from work. And then I found out that the state of Illinois allows banks to serve you in extensia or in absentee. Like, they, they served me without ever actually serving me. Huh. I got a judgment against me from motherfucking Bank of America. Motherfucking BOA. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to collect on some record label debt from my failed label. It only took me like five years to clear that off. <laughs> Lesson hey. learned. Lesson learned. Don't hire bands that are really looking to be local heroes. Like, oh, yeah, we want to cut an album. We want a tour. Okay, well, I booked your tour for you. Oh, um, we got no way to drive out to Colorado. What do you mean you got no way to drive out to Colorado? You assholes have two mechanics in the band. The fuck do you mean your van's not working? <laughs> Failure. Fired. Uh, unfortunately, I was into them for ten grand for that initial album. So I needed them to at least put in some work to try to recoup some of my losses. That... Uh, Breaking kneecaps and shit. Oh, <laughs> me, me and the lead guitar player almost got into a brawl at their CD release party. That was, that was super. Yeah, he, uh, he asked for ten albums on consignment. I said, sure, I'll get them to you later in the week once I draw draw up an invoice. That's all. And he went off and started, you know, motherfucking me in front of everybody. I'm like, okay, this is how you want to repay me for you know promoting your fucking album, spending money on your fucking shitty band. I literally had to be held back by one of my friends because dude is like. Five foot seven, a hundred pounds, soaking wet. Like I literally was just going to pick him up and throw him face first into a wall. <laughs> and I got held back, so I calmed down a little bit. I walked out to the parking lot. I told the rest of the band, "You got one month to replace him, or the label's dropping you." Have a good night. I borrowed money from Jason once. 
like I was out of town and I don't, I, there was no Chase banks or anything where I was. So I was like, Jason, can you put money in my bank account? Can I borrow some money? He's like, yeah. So he put money in my bank account and like every day he sent me like a different, do you have my money? Like, you know that uh, family guy skit? Yeah. Like, where's my money? Where's my money, Brian? Yeah. Where's my money, Brian? <laughs> you go until five o'clock. And so he sent me that one day and then he said, bitch, where I have my money one day? <laughs> until he did it every day until I got back from that booking and I could give him the money. And he picked me up at the airport and I was like, here's your money. <laughs> It was funny. Did he just roll up? <laughs> did he just roll up to the airport, roll down the window, like you have my money? You're not getting in unless you have my money. <laughs> so Jason is gonna fucking join us. Jason, why don't you tell our listeners who the fuck you are? I am Jason. I am Angel's boss for the limited time of the year that uh, she's not my boss. We have this power exchange that goes on throughout the year as far as who's in charge but uh, i decided to come and chime in on this uh, money loaning situation (laughs) not necessarily to angels see but what i've found over the years is when you loan someone a large amount of money it's very likely that they'll pay you back so you know you do a simple little loan agreement they'll pay you back but when you loan somebody like four or five hundred dollars it's more likely they're going to not pay you back that amount of money So what I find is very effective is I show up with the money and a nice long range rifle round and a Sharpie and I have them sign their name on the bullet and I let them know that they won't see me coming for my money, that I will come for them one way or another and I will get paid. I've never had an unpaid debt. Very nice. So are you using a 308 for that? 30 out 6? I just pick up some cheapy 223s because... That's not even a really big round. I know, but it's cheap. <laughs> Relatively. I mean, Relatively. I mean, I could bring in a big old 50 cal round and really prove a point. Yeah, then you're like spending $10 to yeah, prove a point. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're not even worth $10. It's like uh, Chris Rock said, the bullet should cost $10,000 each. Because you know if you get shot, you messed up. Yep. Hmm. It is very cheap to murder people with firearms. I yes. also launder money. Pretty much every weekend when I have a booking. I've actually watched her launder money. Oh, no. Your whole Snapchat last weekend was... <laughs> and when she says launder money, guys... Like, I mean... I'm, she's actually like... in a bathtub. <laughs> bathing it like it's a small child. Like, <laughs> you know, I've seen babies that have been, you know, neglected, not taken care of as well as she takes care of her money. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, the microphone's I mean, trying to escape. Well, fairly certain I've conspired with you to launder money. <laughs> I, yeah, well, part of my show involves people sticking money to me, but before they stick money to me, I have to cover myself in corn syrup. The money is usually covered in glitter and corn syrup. (laughs) Uh, And so when I get home, I have like this huge plastic bag that's just full of money or like get to the hotel. And so I have to just dunk it in the bathtub and keep it there for a while. Yeah. So overnight usually and then. Yeah, this one specific time last weekend, like I made like a whole shit ton of money, which is like more than ever. That was like a big bathtub full. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, could, I couldn't resist, but Snapchat it. No, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. I'm, I don't even know where I was when I saw it, but I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like money covered in glitter in a bathtub. Just yep. Like you're making a money stew almost. <laughs> Pretty much. It was funny. It was really weird because usually like that that show gets like pretty good amount of people that come up and want to stick money to me. But this one, I looked up and you could see the whole cup just like swarm to the stage and like security had to get up on the stage to hold people back because it was like insane. I got people were like jumping like like 
onto the stage like almost to put money over on me and uh this one guy like leaned all over the stage and got completely covered in gold glitter and i was like that guy has to go home now and he's covered in gold <laughs> sticky glitter hopefully <laughs> hopefully it doesn't have a significant other waiting for him at home that oh, will be yeah. upset by such things well you know the thing is like pretty much like 70 percent of my fan base is female so like if even if his girlfriend came the next night to see like to see me to have a go like she'll probably see my show and be like oh this bitch is fucking awesome <laughs> that's always yeah. the goal win them over <laughs> so we have been joined by a small dog as well that that's lily that is Lily the small dog. She's like a terrorist oh, sometimes. We don't support terrorism here at the 288 podcast. Yeah. Puppy. Crazy puppy. <laughs> so. She's like a year old and she's still like insane. No, no. She When I walked in the door, she was like. Yeah, like a terrible guard dog. Because yeah. like she'll like bark for like a second and then she just wants to lick you. Uh, story of my life. It's okay. She gives me pedicures when I come over. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> totally derailed on that oh. we were talking about oh your sticky money yeah money laundering <laughs> my literal take on money laundering <laughs> i have photos somewhere on my instagram as well of like money actually inside of a dryer because i had a big bag of wet money and that was actually the last time i went to columbus and i'm going to columbus again this weekend yeah so i had a big bag of wet money and i just to dry it instead of laying it out i just put it in a dryer but that is a bad thing because when you put money in a dryer they curl up which is impossible for them to, you know, lay flat and bunch them up again. So, yeah, you got to iron it and whatever. It's easier when you do it in the bathtub, like wet it, and then just lay them out on towels. And then they just dry flat. And they're like, perfect. And then they don't have like stripper vaginas on them and stuff like that. But stripper vaginas on money is the best thing after cocaine, right? <laughs> Ew. Not when you handle as much strip club money as I do. No. <laughs> I, I don't do cocaine. So I paid for my boobs. <laughs> And, you know, that is a very awesome recent addition. Yes. I approve. Pew, pew. Well, I'm a breast man, so, you know, more of my friends getting bigger boobs, always a plus. Right. And I actually, I I saved them by every single $1 bill that I got um, at a booking or anything, I would save. And once I had 100, I'd bundle them up together and then just hide them. At the end of the year, when I came to pay for my boobs, I had all the money. (laughs) I had to go to the bank and I went to the bank with Jason and the poor lady at the counter had to count $6,500 worth of ones. They have machines for that. I mean, so she's halfway through this and I'm like, so you enjoying playing with my friend's tits? And she just looks at me horrified. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, these are, yeah, keep keep counts. One, two, three, four, five. Yep. That's, that's a CC. One cc yeah it's like $5.20 a cc <laughs> so how many cc's are your tits 600, 600. actually i think it w- that was when i was wanted them 500 cc's but at the last minute i changed my mind and got 600 instead because everyone's like get them bigger because you have boob greed so i got them bigger nothing wrong with that so if it's not too personal how'd they go in to, under the armpit or no, just underneath underneath infra mammary i think they call it and her her doctor said, I went right along your tattoo line to the scar wouldn't show. To her response was, but I like scars. <laughs> yeah. they, they, every time I go for like a consultation, they, they, they tell me that I need to use scar tape and scar gel. And I'm like, okay. And I just nod my head and smile. And then like when I leave, I'm like, I don't know. 
you can't hardly see the scars anyway because he sewed my tattoos up almost perfect. So you can't even see them apart from like, I don't know, like a quarter inch either side. So you can't really see it. Well, I mean, that's definitely a lot better than, you know, some other performers' boob jobs. I mean, there have definitely been some really beautiful girls that just really bad scarring. I researched my doctor very well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been in the industry a long time and I've seen some gnarly, gnarly boob jobs. So, yeah, I waited. I waited a long time to find the right surgeon. So That's always Didn't super important. Super important. I cannot stress that enough that if you're going to get any plastic surgery done, research, 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 research. Don't just go to Yelp and be like, that guy's got five stars. Yeah. Or, or hey, this guy's going to do him for four grand. <laughs> I mean, it's Enjoy cosmetic surgery, but job. it is still fucking surgery. I mean, you Oh, need- yeah. And actually, like, the recovery was really, really easy for me. I didn't take any of the pain meds apart from the first day. And then I realized, well, I don't need these. So it was just more uncomfortable, you know, pushing yourself up on your body weight. And I had to keep all the lids off my medication because I couldn't push down to open them. Couldn't open water bottles, pickle jars, <laughs> anything like anything like that for a while. But it, it didn't hurt the recovery. Flying two days afterwards kind of sucked. It wouldn't have sucked if I didn't have like a 300 pound man sat next to me taking up half of my seat. That sucks no matter who you are. I mean, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> you're half my size. Like this of like new boobs and I'm like, I actually cannot move at all. <laughs> yeah, you're half my size and it, it sucks horribly for me. So, I mean, it, I'm, I'm sure it still sucks for you. Mm-hmm. I've gotten so spoiled with first class. I hate coach now. Roach class. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just fucking, it's bleh. you know, it's cattle car. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't fly with one specific airline. I kind of just go with whoever's cheapest. So sometimes I end up flying like Delta and sometimes I end up flying American. Southwest is like my preferred because I get two free bags. But, you know, I have to remember to wake up to check in or get the <laughs> early bird, whatever. But so you should just stick to a real airlines and... You'll get your free bags. And Reap the benefits. Right. I mean, I, I, you've known me long enough to know the benefits of frequent flyer plans. Yeah. Because once you get me started talking about it, I won't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> I'll be like, no, you need to enroll in the mileage program and then enroll in the dining program so you earn extra miles when you dine and then get the Amex and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No one wants to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I may have a problem with earning miles. You should work for them. No, fuck that. <laughs> they don't give their employees miles. You should learn how to fly planes. So I never see anyone. <laughs> and, you know, pilots are not supposed to drink as much as I do. True. Uh, that, that pilot recently got a DUI, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was freaking hilarious. Speaking of airline craziness, did you hear about the stewardess at LAX that had... Cocaine? Yeah, like... Yeah! <laughs> $2 million street value of cocaine in her carry-on yeah in her carry-on yeah they're not gonna see that when it goes through the machine at all <laughs> airline uh, employees are regularly not screened yeah but their bags go through the machine no really not at lax apparently oh well there you go where have she taken it <laughs> new york hmm. but they do get random searches so she got picked for a random search started walking with her over to the checkpoint she picked up her phone Started called somebody, started speaking another language, and kept falling farther and farther behind the TSA agent. And then when she felt she had enough space, she threw off her 
her high heels and ran out of LAX. Wow. I wonder how many times she's done that before. I mean, to be trusted with $2 million street value of cocaine, she had to have done it multiple times. No one's going to first run out be like, here's $2 million worth of product. She is going to go to jail for a long fucking time because they ended up picking her up in New York. She managed to get on another flight. Wow. If that, I don't have got on a fucking camel. <laughs> We'd still be like going through the desert on a fucking camel. <laughs> that That's fucking... I mean, just it, it, shows, it illustrates the holes in airline security and also illustrates that, you know, airline security is really just to make you feel better. It doesn't really stop shit. TSA don't give a fuck. No, I mean... They're Unless pay- they're going through my luggage and just destroy all of my shit. But that's for the illusion of security. Like that's not really that's not really preventing anything. I, no one's looking at you and be like, "That girl, that girl's a suicide bomber. That girl's gonna hijack a plane." Yeah, right. No, it, it's not happening. Yeah, it, it, no suicide bombers are hot either. They're all like ugly. Maybe that's why they become suicide bombers because they like, have no nothing else to do with their life. They're like, I have no looks going for me. Maybe I'll just blow people up. Maybe I'll blow attractive people up. <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to hell. <laughs> uh, they'll meet you there. I mean, they're gonna they're suicide bombers. They will be dead long before you. No virgins. There's no virgins anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, and <laughs> I, I've, where I've, are all the virgins? I'm pretty sure I've said this before. Who wants that many virgins? I mean, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. <laughs> they have no clue what the fuck they're doing. On top of it, women's cycles sync up, so all those virgins eventually will have Shark Week the same week. <laughs> huh? Hysterectomies. Virgins with hysterectomies? <laughs> is, is Allah down with hysterectomies? I mean, because I'm pretty sure in the Muslim faith, I could be completely wrong, you're supposed to only you know, bang for procreation purposes. So if she's is that why they rape goats? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. You're going to get us fucking bombed. <laughs> Luckily, we don't have a studio, so we just, <laughs> we'll be hard to find. Yeah. I mean, I am the proper kind of infidel. I'm a drunk Jew, and I fornicate. Uh, fuck it. Cheers. Cheers to that. Oh, now the Evan Williams is warm. I left it out too long. Go get the other bottle. You bought two, right? Yeah, but the other one's just, not going to. Just switch them out. <laughs> I got a podcast to run here, if you hadn't noticed. Sorry. We should have set a table up right in front of the freezer. Or you could have ice like a normal person. Sorry. I don't live in this house, hardly. I have a roommate. I don't know. Ask her why there's no ice in the house. She's always here. <laughs> well, she's gone already, isn't she? Yeah. She's so cold. Ooh. I don't know if our audience heard that, but ooh. Sick burn, bro. Sick burn. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh my god, he's dying of laughter over there. So we may have our first fatality on air. You know, Jason may die of laughter over on the couch. What the fuck were we... Oh, we were talking about uh, travel and random TSA bullshit. Yeah. Back to a slightly more serious question. What's your favorite club in the continental US? Oh, God. Yeah, totally put you on the spot on that. So I have two favorite clubs. And whenever I go to each one, I tell them it's my favorite club. But like I... Honestly, you better hope I, they never listen to this. I know. I honestly cannot choose between them. I really like Danny's Cabaret in Jackson, Mississippi. I freaking love it there. Um, and then I also love Candy's Adult Playground in Erie, Pennsylvania. 
So why do you like either one of those? Uh, well, Danny's is like awesome. They love me there. Like Danny, who owns it, he, um, I'm his favorite feature that they've ever had. So he books me like all the time. I don't know. It's just really fun. And it's uh, he owns a bunch of clubs. He owns like three strip clubs in in Jackson and two nightclubs. He also owns like urban night, uh, urban strip clubs. So he uh, black diamonds. And so <laughs> when I first went to Danny's cabaret and he told me he had a, a black strip club and I was like, dude, I need to go. I want to go. And the next time, the second time I went there, he took me and it was like the most insane thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And, you know, like you go to some clubs and it's like, you know, you get the turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up. And this club just doesn't turn down ever. It's like turn up, turn up, turn up. And you get anxiety because you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't handle this anymore because it just doesn't stop. So I go into the club and the first thing I see is this girl wearing pink fringed boots on the stage she has this candle she puts it in her mouth and she lights it and then she gets a can of hairspray and then like lights it and it's like a blowtorch across the stage <laughs> and then she does like she gets on her back and does like this shoulder stand and she puts this candle in her pussy and lights it and then grabs a can of hairspray and then lights it and it's like a blowtorch coming out of her fucking pussy it was like the most awesome thing i've ever seen but anyway like all of his clubs are like turn up turn up and they have like beautiful women and uh, it's just so much fun. I love it there. And then Candy's is so different from any other club that I've ever been to. Real quick, before you talk about Candy's. So there are girls sticking candles in their vaginas in Mississippi. Jackson, Mississippi. That is fucking rad. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? The deep Bible belt, like Bible belt fucking Bible thumping south. There are girls penetrating themselves on fucking stage. Like, Bl- yeah, blow torches coming out of vaginas. <laughs> I want to see a v- vagina blowtorch. Next time you're booked there, you should totally book me. I want to go. <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun. He has clubs. He has Black Diamonds in Dallas as well. And he's just about to open another one in Houston. So he's taken over. Um, but yeah, anyway. So yeah, back to the other club. But I, I just I had to comment on yeah. <laughs> Flamethrower Pussies in Jackson, Dude, Mississippi. freaking awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. That should be the name of the club, like Flamethrower Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> That's my goal now in life. I'm just going to open a club called Flamethrower Pussy. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'll book you. Don't worry. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Erie, Pennsylvania Club. Oh, yeah. The guy who owns it is like, he owns like a lot of businesses in that area. And he, it, the club is in the middle of nowhere. Because it's in the middle of nowhere, they have a lot of land. So he owns a strip club, and then next to the strip club is a liquor store. And then next to the liquor store is a swingers club, which he owns. And then out back, they have like a big fenced area, and they have a naked volleyball court, naked mud wrestling pit, and then a fire pit. And they're also building this year for the summer – um, softball courts. So. Naked softball or just softball? <laughs> softball. Naked softball. <laughs> I was going to say, like, everything else naked? Nope, you gotta no. No, you got to wear clothes. The guys have to wear clothes, but the girls can be naked. <laughs> but Sounds it's like a like, good arrangement. I haven't actually been there during the summer yet. I've only ever been there while it's been snowing. <laughs> for, <laughs> oh, no. That's for not our listening audience, Jason just implied that he could hit a home run with his penis. <laughs> True story. Gross. Never want to see that. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think Jason actually wants to experience that. Like you know, taking a, a ball to the penis, even, you know, even fully erect, 
probably not the best move. Yeah, or for a 99er at it. <laughs> How good's your fucking underarm? <laughs> Angel apparently played girl softball in her youth. No, but I've seen it. We don't we don't play that shit in England. We play rounders, which is kind of like the same fucking thing anyway. We'll get to your youth in England. Anyway, let me point. talk about candies. Of course. <laughs> but uh, no. Okay, so candies is like a full nude place and they have all that cool stuff outside. And then inside they have, like the girls sell like little raffle tickets with candy on them. And then at the end of like the hour or whatever, they announce who won and they get a free lap dance or a t-shirt or whatever. They is pay it a free lap dance with any girl or? The, whatever girl sells you the ticket. Because uh, all the girls sell the tickets. So it's whatever maybe. girl. Makes sense. So you go buy a ticket from your yeah. favorite. And they have a twister board that they get the girls to play twister on. And then they have, in their VIP rooms, they have all these different VIP rooms. And then they have a peekaboo room. So the girl puts on like a dildo show or like a show or whatever. And there's there's three little booths where the guys can pay. And then they can put the tips through a little hole in the wall or whatever. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. Like it's really weird like to be in a strip club. Then they have like shower shows. And then they have a cop car. They have a cop car in the middle of their VIP area and you can handcuff a customer, put them in the cop car and give them lap dances in the cop car, which is awesome. It's called Cuffed and Stuffed. So, How much does a Cuffed and Stuffed dance cost? I don't know because obviously as a feature we charge more, but I think they're like 30 bucks or something and then 40 you, bucks with a t-shirt. What do you charge for it? Usually 50. Only 50? You're, yeah. you're definitely worth I'm 100. I'm a porn star. Come on now. I'm just a showgirl. You know, porn stars can, can you know, charge more because they, they have the name and they bring in the crowd. But because I'm featured, just because I'm like a showgirl feature, my prices are lower. Plus, you know, if they're lower, they you get more dances. Yeah, I mean, you're going for volume over. Yeah, but I don't really sell a whole lot of dances. But when I do, like, they're there, you know. It's pretty pretty average for their features to for, for that price yeah. um but then it was cool like the dj is like really really on top of shit like he always tries and sells you money like he sells you dances and stuff while you're on stage he always sells my hundred dollar club for me there's always somebody so, that wants to staple a hundred dollars to my vagina <laughs> so you explain this to our audience so you every show have someone try to staple a hundred dollars to your vagina yeah i end a couple of my shows with a staple routine so depending on the denomination will depend on what part of my body you staple so if you have a one dollar bill you get to staple my arms or my legs five and tens go on my stomach 20s go on my ass and hundreds on my pussy and on the labia like yeah, yeah it's like right right there <laughs> well I'm, I'm standing up so i mean it's got to be like right there okay like, but some clubs that are like so if it's topless not- only i have to position it do they staple through your you know, G-string at that point? No, like I'll, I'll place the money underneath the G-string and then just pull them down a little bit, you know? Oh, you rebel, you. That's Ooh. so against the rules. Yeah. But like nude clubs are freaking awesome, you know? Like I sell a lot of the $100 club things. It's awesome. <laughs> well, and they get to come up on stage and take a selfie of them doing it, you know, to get a free 8 by 10 whatever. I, I'm pretty sure so. that's a fairly unique act. I don't think there's any other girls I know of that are stapling $100 bills to their vaginas. Yeah, there's a couple. There's me and uh, Penny Poison does it, you know, as well, because she does more sideshow stuff like me as well. <sighs> so. Well, maybe you two should go on the road together. I know, right? It would be awesome. I would love to perform with her. Well, let's make that shit happen. Do you like a squid show? Cover ourselves in squids. Squiddly willies. 
presents her? Uh, she's uh, with Sensational too. She's uh, exclusive with them. So then why can't you make it happen? I know. That's what I'm saying. Yell at your agent. Chop, chop. <laughs> no, that'd be cool. Speaking of your childhood in England, how long have you been in the States? Since 2008. And what brought you to our you know, little colony? Oh, you know, married some douchebag. Isn't that always the story? It wasn't a douchebag when I married him, but... But... I don't know anything about American boys when I married an American boy. <laughs> it was from Northern California. It's a bit of a douche. <laughs> he was a bro. So, where'd you meet him? Uh, Free mutual friends, so... Hey, he romanced you and brought you back to the States? Well, I was visiting out here when I first met him, so... <laughs> <laughs> Just on holiday, met a, you know, a douchebag and swept you off your feet. Something like that. Oh. <laughs> so enough about that, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work out. Eh. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> it totally fucking happens. I mean, it blew my mind the, the one time I was in the UK that, you know, British girls like American accents, apparently. I guess they do. I, I had a girl in a pub being like, can you say my name with your sexy accent? I'm like, my what? <laughs> my what? Are you okay? <laughs> well, that shit apparently yeah, happens. Yeah, we like, we like accents, I guess. I think everyone likes yeah. accents. I, you know, most of, I'm pretty sure most American males like British accents, mm-hmm. French accents. Well, we just like accents uh, for the most part, or European accents. There's a lot of Americans that think that the Austin Powers voice is like a real accent and it's just made up oh completely <laughs> completely mike myers is a canadian what does he know about british accents <laughs> har 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 i mean i guess canada was a colony for longer than we were but <laughs> stop talking about history and stuff history and stuff sorry <laughs> sorry i'll stop talking about that's my book why, learning that's probably why i haven't become a citizen yet because i have no idea about history at all because in england you're allowed to take history or geography and i took geography because i like to know where shit is but i don't i didn't take history so i don't know anything about history at all well i'm pretty sure you know british history would call the american Re- revolution a revolt and <laughs> It wouldn't look too favorably about us. I don't know anything about any of the wars or anything like that. Like, I'm. Do you know who Franz Ferdinand is? Yeah. Who? Well, I know that they're a band in England (laughs) (laughs) that was named after someone. (laughs) The Archduke of Austria that was assassinated that kicked off World War One. There you go. See, look, I thought it was a fucking indie band. Well, they took. They are an indie band. They are an indie band. (laughs) <laughs> See, this is what I didn't. Even, I don't even know what Pearl Harbor was like. Fucking seriously. Well, I'm not. I'm not blonde. I am a redhead, but I don't know anything about fucking history. It's okay, but I mean, you can have a blonde moment every now and again. I think I was abducted during any kind of history that came. <laughs> when people start talking about history, I like zone out. I, I just well, go that, off on a fucking weird world of my own and just ignore everyone and just nod my head. <laughs> it's like when the news is on TV. I don't pay attention. I don't care. I guess I'll stop talking about history now because the last thing I need you to do is zone out in the middle of this podcast. Yeah. Like, what? what were you talking? It's like, huh? Where was I? I think I was on the spaceship. Yeah, just a bunch <laughs> of dead air, angels staring off into space. So like, hmm, makes for a good episode. Yeah. So you're Las Vegas based these days. You were telling me you are thinking about moving to Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. I have like way more friends in Dallas and it's... It, 
more convenient hub for me to fly out of for my bookings because it's closer to the east coast well if you're gonna and i just like i like nightlife and stuff like that in dallas you know that's rad i i will give you a pro tip if you get based out of dallas start flying american airlines that is their major hub oh yeah i know and it's way cheaper now as well because american are actually in competition with spirit um and so all of spirit's flights were like 60 bucks or whatever and now from DFW to Vegas, all of the American flights are like 60 bucks too. Sweet. Yeah. I may have to go back down to Dallas. There, I always had a really good time down there. One of my favorite barbecue places down, is down there. Crawfish. Crawfish. Oh, my God. But I'll go to New Orleans if I want crawfish. Well, yeah. I mean, but what Vegas have for crawfish is like hot and juicy. And they're like eleven ninety nine a pound. And you go to fucking... Dallas and you go to an all you can eat for 20 bucks or you know just if you want a couple pounds or whatever they're like four dollars a pound and when you tell someone in Dallas hey these are eleven dollars 99 cents a pound in Vegas and no one believes you they're like who who pays that kind of money for crawfish I'm like I do in Vegas (laughs) well I mean that's like my selling point crawfish all food is more expensive in Vegas. Like, <laughs> I paid a dollar fifty something a slider for White Castle last night. Ew! Did you get diarrhea this morning? I did not. My body knows what's up. <laughs> my body's like, "Hey, old friend, welcome back." Oh my god, I can't. I, like, even looking at a fucking White Castle will make my ass cry. <laughs> the, the trick is to not get the onions on it. No. The the dehydrated slash rehydrated onions is what fucking uh. encourages the squirts. <laughs> and what really bummed me out is in a real White Texas Castle. Texas has Whataburger. Oh, fuck yeah, Whataburger. The they, patty melt. You know Whataburger follows me on Twitter? They follow me too. I oh. tweet about them all the time. Oh, well, I don't feel as special anymore. Damn it. I'm sorry. I bashed your bubble. You're so special, Matt. I know. I rode a short bus. But I, and I I hadn't had White Castle in a couple of years, at least. I yeah. think the last time I had White Castle, I was pissed drunk in Chicago, as tends to happen when I have White Castle. Though my fa- absolute favorite time of getting White Castle was during Exotica, New Jersey in 2012. Mm. Tegan and Texas were featuring, and when we left the club... We pulled the limo into the White Castle drive-thru and got a crave case. <laughs> Excellent. So it's me and a bunch of A-list talent eating fucking crave cases in a limo. Like, life cannot get much better than that. Right. I, I have some good memories of getting drunk with Tegan. <laughs> oh, Tegan. We, we shared a bottle of Jägermeister once. We uh, just put two straws in it. <laughs> Where's the picture of that? That's, that's such an adorable photo. It's... So- you know, I have it somewhere. Like, my old computer just took a massive crap, so I lost half of my life in photos. But I'm pretty sure it's on the internet somewhere, on like an old Facebook page I have. Or I'll jump on Tegan's personal page and see if... Yeah, it was from, I don't know, forever ago. Ah. Like three years ago, back when, like, you know, we used to party at the Crown in the Rio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I already told the... I, on a previous episode, I already told the story of me getting kicked out of the crown on Tegan's birthday one year. Was I there that year? Uh, that was the her birthday in 2011. 
Because it was right before then, I... Yeah, it was because it was just after like I met everyone because I was kind of dating Pierre. Like, But I think we weren't dating at that point, but we were still like in the same circle, you know? Yeah, because I, I had flown out for her birthday slash to house hunt out here. Nice. That means I've known you for like since then. I was blind drunk and I don't remember most of the people I met that night. I also slept in the VIP for a little while before they kicked me out. Sweet. Well, I, I don't want to. I just told this story like two episodes ago, so okay. I don't. Well, I, I'll listen to two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. Still. Oh, pretty good. Hey, I'm getting Snapchats from the redhead stripper who won me a bunch of money at craps two nights ago. Ooh. Oh, she already banked one of my friends. So. Oh. I, I she's just here to win. She just wants to win me money. She doesn't want to bang me. Well, when my new phone is finally set up. I'll be able to look at stuff. I think this is the longest time I've ever gone while I'm awake without having a phone in my hand. It's like really weird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, we're exploring new things here. You know, angels yeah. going through with withdrawals in front of me. I know. <laughs> it's good to have good friends to do things for me. No, that's fucking rad. <laughs> so we can get this episode out of the way. You know, bullshit about bullshit. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, I was telling you earlier that I had a cool tampon story. Oh, yeah, I know. So there's an infamous tampon story that Angel was saving to tell us on the air. So go ahead, Angel. <laughs> a while ago, like a few years ago, when I first started featuring, I was with a girl troupe, which I shall not mention their name because... Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> so anyway, we were doing a show and at the last minute, I guess Puddle of Mud's con- con- like whole tour got cancelled because Wes threw a fucking fit and did something stupid and got his whole tour cancelled. So I was at Backstage Bar and Billiards in Vegas and they were like, oh, by the way, you guys are going to be opening up for Puddle of Mud. Then we're going to add them to your show, whatever. When we're, when we're there setting everything up, Puddle of Mud are doing a sound check and Wes is like shouting at this girl who's like got her phone in her hand. He's like, that bitch works for Us Weekly. Like she's paparazziing me. We need to get her out, blah, blah, blah. So security comes over and kicks her out. And later on in the show, we do our show and then Puddle of Mud do their show. After the show, we're all hanging out in the green room. And this girl is like stumbling around and she's got like... I don't know, she's fucking drunk. And she, her hair's a mess, her lipstick all over her face. And she's come stumbling into the green room. And she's like, I fell asleep. And I woke up. And some guy was finger banging me. And I'm like, you fell asleep during a fucking concert? Like, what is wrong with you? And I was like... I've done that. Yeah. I mean, I think we've all done that. But, like, this girl was, like, obviously wearing a dress with no underwear. And she woke up and some guy was finger banging her. So I was like, cry about it. And she was like, what the fuck did you say? I was like about it and so she's like getting up in my face and i was like whatever and i left the green room I went how to- insensitive angel know, how insensitive know, right so i go back out to the bar and by then obviously the concert's over everyone's out and it's just clean up crew and crew break stage crew breaking down and stuff so i'm sat at the bar talking to my friend while i was stood at the bar I can see this girl in the corner of my eye i'm like fuck this bitch so i pull my tampon out and like i hit her in the face of it so on a <laughs> on the scale of like one to like 
the carry prom scene how bloody was this tampon it wasn't that bloody but i mean you know been in there a good like six hours so i mean it's pretty bloody and but it wasn't like you know where it hit her face and like all this blood just gushed everywhere it was just like did it stick to to her face (laughs) i don't know because it all happened so fast and then i swung it back and my friend uh luke was stood next to me and it went in his mouth (laughs) holy shit Uh, and so i threw it in the trash can and this girl just walked off and i went back a week later and like everyone in the bar is like doing this like (laughs) motion like like with their finger and thumb like they're holding a tampon wiggling it in the air I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about that. That's awesome. And they actually told me that it was Wes from Puddle of Mud's girlfriend that I hit in the face of a tampon. So I was like, whatever, that bitch deserved it. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. So, yes. I'm amazed you're still alive because generally when you, you know, insult someone on that level you gotta go you you gotta die at that point like, <laughs> this girl was so fucking annihilated though like she i don't think she actually even knew what hit her like she was like oh. what's this wet thing in my face <laughs> oh my god it's so wet and why does it smell like copper <laughs> yeah it tastes like metal oh i have a puppy yeah, in my it's lap heavy metal favorite sh- like concert moment for you hmm <sighs> I don't know. I've been to so many shows. You got to have something that really just sticks out. Actually, how about this? What was your first show? I can't even remember. You're kidding me. You don't remember your first show? No. I used to go to like road shows a lot, like uh, radio festivals. We call them road shows in England. And I think my first one of those, I saw the Spice Girls, like the first week that Wannabe was number one. So, <laughs> so not metal. So not, not metal. Not metal. No. Not metal. I can't even remember what my first metal show was. Like, I went to Ozfest in '98, the day before my 16th birthday, and I saw like Pantera and Slayer and Ozzy and Sabbath and Corn didn't play it. I saw the Foo Fighters and all that. So that was like my big first major rock show, I guess. Ozfest '98. No bourbon for you, puppy. Yeah, right. She's trying to lick my bottle. Maybe cap. she'll chill out a bit. <laughs> my first show was White Zombie. The Melvins' Reverend Horton Heat. Nice. On the Astro Creep 2000 tour in the Aragon Ballroom, Chicago, Illinois. Nice. I got the shit kicked out of me at that show. <laughs> like, these are the days, you know, I was young enough and small enough to body surf. If you can imagine me light, right? light enough to body surf. I got <laughs> dropped on some girl's head. Like, the crowd dropped me. And she gets up. I didn't even see her. Like, I... Yo, I'm fucking a teenager. I hit the ground. I just bounce, instantly bounce yeah. back. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. And this bitch from behind, like, you motherfucker, like claws the back of my neck, <laughs> like draws blood, kicks me in the back twice. And I was so like pumped up, like I didn't even like acknowledge that that had happened till the shower the next morning. Like, and you're like, bruise. Where the fuck like, did this come from? Like, bruises on my back, like <laughs> fucking claw marks on my neck. I'll tell you some like cool shows I've been to that are like really unique. Um, there's a band called Max Sabbath. Oh, I saw Max Sabbath on Halloween. Uh, yeah, I saw them like um, in Dallas last summer. Well, a few times ago that I was there. And they're just like so much fun. And like I have a clown fetish, so like I love clowns. And What are you doing? Um, are you helping me? <laughs> she is. My, <laughs> my roommate's dog is humping you. She, she like, <laughs> just like be like be gone with you she like 
grasped on my arm like it was fucking the Messiah and started hopping away. Like, <laughs> bitches love you. <laughs> it happens. It totally fucking happens. I mean, so you were saying anyway, before, before the dog porn happened. <laughs> God damn, we need a live stream. <laughs> yeah, Max Sabbath. They're just freaking awesome, dude. Like, they're so much fun and like they they do black sabbath covers like but they change all the lyrics to cheeseburger related yeah i am frying pan yeah frying pan and like yeah instead of iron man and i don't know it's just so much fun and then when they play like fairies wear boots at the end they bring out these big inflatable hamburgers that they throw across the fucking crowd and like that they have ronald mcdonald's heads on the side of the stage with laser beams coming out the eyes and shit it's like so much fun oh no i i when i saw them i saw them at the whiskey a go-go on halloween yeah oh yeah that's right because then they played here in vegas like shortly after that and i was i missed them because i was on the road they they, they had Crumstein, a krampus inspired Romstein cover band <laughs> open for them like dude and all of Kromstein was in full like krampus makeup like it was it was oh pretty my epic god halloween was pretty rad this year i i had a shitty fucking halloween <laughs> well i had a booking so it was like i couldn't get dressed up other than my show and well i mean know, you do get dressed home, up for your show don't you yeah but it's not the same when you do it every week you know and it's like i i, I was missing the big vinnie paul fucking Halloween party that he has every year. And <laughs> well, this year, like, okay, Vinny dresses up as the same character every year and he dresses up as Beanie Paul, which is the Mexican version of Vinnie Paul. <laughs> so he's dressing up as Beanie Paul usually. And his girlfriend this year was like, no, absolutely not. You are changing what you're doing. Like, and so we, we went around so many different Halloween stores and we eventually decided on everyone was going to go as a member of the Wizard of Oz. So so what was Vinny? The Scarecrow. <laughs> and Not Chelsea, his line? girlfriend, was the, the Dorothy and my boyfriend was the Flying Monkey. <laughs> so who was the Cowardly Lion, the Tin Man? And- I don't know. They bought the costumes and then uh, I think they gave it to a bunch of our uh, friends in, in uh, Dallas to wear. So it was kind of cool, but I missed out. Aww. I would have been the fairy or a witch or something else. I don't know. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I know. So, like, I I swore to myself, I was like, I am not working Halloween anymore. Well, I mean, luckily, Halloween doesn't fall on a weekend this year. So, I could, I'm okay to not take a booking this year. <laughs> I'll be good for the next few years. But on a weekend, if Halloween's on a weekend, I don't know. Might have to. Take that year off <laughs> from doing a show. I, I can't blame you there. I am the worst, though. Like, I've been recycling the same costume for years. <laughs> I have a Milwaukee County Jail prison jumpsuit that I just wear every fucking year. <laughs> like, it is the laziest costume. One year, I, I threw a bulletproof vest on over it. And I'm like, I'm a high-value prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, like, yeah. I'm yeah so lazy when it comes like, to Halloween. Think of, like, cool. Like, like last year. Well, not this year, because obviously... Well, last year, but the year before that, I was Lilu from The Fifth Element, so that was kind of cool. Got to wear some straps. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being mauled by a small dog. Is she still fucking you? Yeah, she's still fucking me. Dude! <laughs> I think she's in heat, actually. <laughs> Apparently. I am not... Is she bleeding all over you? <laughs> oh, I am not kidding. taking a Q-tip to this fucking dog. <laughs> Boop. I am not, like... Oh, 
She is dry hopping my arm. Oh my god! Like she's really into you. God damn! If I had my phone, I'd take a photo and send it to my roommate and be like, "Look what your dog is doing to my friend." <laughs> Dude, she, she, she won't stop humping oh, him. She has a way with me. She's not, she's not. Yeah, no. Oh wait, so she's gone from one friend to another. Whore. Oh wait, a minute. we don't slut shame here on the Two Eighty Eight Podcast. We are all about some free love. Okay, well, like, hey, girlfriend, let all hang out. Yeah, like, she's, <laughs> she's trying to get hers. I ain't shit. Stop it. <laughs> well, we have, like, a Sully toy, uh, like, Sully from Monsters, Inc. We have a Sully toy, and that's what she usually, like, <laughs> bangs while she's on heat. But, like, so finally my roommate's like, I think I need to get a fix. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. The yeah. cone of shame needs to happen ASAP, please. Yeah, like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, that, that ain't, goddamn. Like, I... So. Bless her, like she's becoming a woman. I'm not taking her flower. <laughs> Don't worry, Jason already took it. Oh. <laughs> Jason's on that shit. Good man, good man. Jason took one for the team. <laughs> you're a cute dog, and I like you, but I don't think of you like that. Uh, yeah, you're the you're in the friend zone, okay? I I gotta let you down easy, girl. I'm Just sorry. Put her in the friend zone. <laughs> I'm friend zoning dogs. I can't dogs. believe I invite you over here to do your podcast and my roommate's dog just wants to fuck you. As I've said, it's not the first time that I've, you know, gone over to a friend's house and had a dog pawned off on me. Sorry. Both literally and, you know, figuratively. Well, I mean, you know, I don't have internet and I don't have cables. <laughs> so dog have, sex like, is the only entertainment? bestiality. <laughs> so dog sex is the only entertainment we get tonight. <laughs> Well, look at my dining table. I have like four chairs and I have three teddy bears and like Goldilocks, an empty seat for Goldilocks. But there's no bottles of porridge. Well, that's because I ate them because I'm a fat ass. <laughs> that's all totally is going on. Like your dining table is totally going on the internet. Oh, right. There used to be a sign on the table that said reserved for Goldilocks. <laughs> <laughs> one with a gaping mouth open, Jason? Yeah. A Miley Cyrus one? <laughs> uh. coming back so i used to work on cruise ships and my friends asked me what i wanted for my birthday and i told them i wanted a red-headed mexican hooker and there was some logistics of getting a red-headed mexican hooker on the ship so they got a blow-up doll with a red wig and a mexican sundress we determined that was close enough but what we found that night is surprisingly enough the largest orifice on a blow-up doll is actually the ass because the mouth was able to take the neck of the beer bottle. The pussy could take about half the beer bottle, but we fit the entire beer bottle up the ass of this thing. So not sure the logistics of how they engineer these things and determine <laughs> which one should be the biggest hole. But uh, if anyone's into blow-up doll, anal stuffing fetishes, definitely uh, get to shopping. So how do we get from Goldilocks to that? <laughs> All Goldilocks doll locks in the butt. I yeah, mean, the the blow up doll at your table. You missed. Oh, okay, part. sorry. So, like, if they remade Goldilocks and the Three Bears with like three, you know, homosexual bears, she really wouldn't have anything to fear. Nope. And that house of you so well designed. <laughs> she don't get it. Sorry, I'm <laughs> reading a text message. I'm oh, sure the listeners all get it. <laughs> uh, who gave her back her phone? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I had to. Put in my iCloud information, which I still don't know what it is. Sorry. It's okay. Oh, is it my Gmail account or something? 
Oh, okay. Then I know what it is. <laughs> God damn it. Trying to be professional here. Not succeeding. Not not in the least bit. Right. So, what the fuck were we talking about before the dog sex and... Mm. Oh, your bloody tampons thrown them at Wes from Puddle of Mud's girlfriend. Eh. I'm sure he never married her or anything. No. I'm sure he didn't even care. No, he probably had a great laugh about it. What other, like, crazy rock and roll stories do you got for us that you can actually share? <laughs> we don't, we don't want to... Contrary to popular belief, I don't get down like that, but... No, no, I'm not saying necessarily <laughs> you get down like that. I'm, not, I'm saying, like, what you have witnessed. You had to have witnessed some crazy shit. I know I have. I don't know. Lies. Do you know, well... See, this is the thing, like, with the band that I join on the road some with sometimes they've mellowed down a lot since like back in the day you know they don't party anymore it's but weird I, i'm sure you've seen their openers do something ignorant mm, not really oh that's really disappointing that's super duper 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 disappointing i mean i'm sure if i rack my brain i can probably think of something but it's okay. I'm not. I'm not going to ask you to kill yourself to you know give us some juicy gossip on some you know opening band. I don't. I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know. No, I'm trying to think if something like cool happened on like Shiprock that I can remember, but I was pretty drunk on Shiprock, and it was two weeks after I got my boobs done, so I was like very drunk. As you do on, I mean, when it's all inclusive, why would you not be very drunk? Well, the beer is not all inclusive on, or not on Shiprocked because, like, when because they, they know better. Well, when they do those charter things, they don't have like booze packages or anything like that. It's just you know you could buy, you can bring like one bottle of wine on board, but they have to pay like a cork fee. But other than that, you have to put the re- you just buy at the bar you know so how well, unless you're how much cool and you smuggle beer in with the drum kit well i mean how well <laughs> do they check your bags uh th- well they put them through like a uh, one of those fucking airport x-ray machine things but they don't really enforce it like when we got through security because we we were just walked straight in because obviously we were a band right and they didn't really search any of our stuff they put our stuff through the scanning machine and then they, there was a table the other side of it that said okay declare all of your booze like and people were checking it in but they weren't looking through people's bags or anything so i'm like you could have just walked this shit on <laughs> you know so they weren't really like that vigilant about it but uh we just smuggled our shit in with the band gear whatever <laughs> so i at least had a couple bottles of whiskey but it was like eight bucks a drink so it wasn't really that expensive you know so that adds up really fucking quick when you drink like i do yeah i think well, I mean, have you ever seen my boyfriend drink? <laughs> he drinks a lot. Um, uh, I need to, you know, me and him need to go drink at night. With both of us, at the end of the end of the four day cruise or something, our tab was only like eight hundred bucks or something. So it really wasn't that bad. Two hundred dollar a day tab is still not great. <laughs> Two hundred dollar a day tab. We saw we saw higher higher tabs. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm there are sure. people that had like twenty thousand dollar like tabs, and I, how do you even fucking do that drinking like? You just drink shots like all day, every day. Break out the Cristal at the metal cruise. Like yeah. what? What's I don't happening know. They, here? They, they offer you like before the ship like departs or whatever. What's that? What's the 
technical word for that? Debarks. Debarks. Yeah. Okay. Before it debarks, they give you like an option to buy like liquor in bottles, but for how much? Like a hundred, hundred and fifty. So it's not quite like bottle service prices. No. So what's stopping me from serving like two bottles of fucking Maker's Mark down my pants? Nothing. Well, yeah, exactly. They don't really like they don't frisk you like that. So you could totally do it. Yeah, no, I'm. I am all. By about, the way, that's Norwegian pearl. <laughs> nice. I am all about bringing <laughs> so, alcohol uh, with me wherever I go. Like I don't know about other boats, but I, that one's a pretty easy one to get onto. <laughs> I, I bring. I totally bring alcohol with me everywhere I travel. Like. I'm trying to figure out what bottles I want to bring with me to Japan because I found out... Plastic even, ones? No, why? Well, I don't know. They don't detect in metal detectors. Glass doesn't go off in metal detectors either. Just oh, I FYI. thought you were talking about flasks. Sorry. No, no, no. I mean, no, I'm going to bring full bottles with me. And I found out even if I go over the duty-free allowance going into Japan, it's only like $4 a bottle in taxes to bring a bottle of whiskey in. Oh, that's cool. So I may... Since I'm allowed two free bags for my flight, I may uh, just bring a, a whiskey suitcase. Yeah, do it. <laughs> like a whole with like get the styrofoam and like pat yeah, it in like probably. just styrofoam peanuts like, just and get whiskey. Get a fucking guitar case, but like cut out all the foam to fit like whiskey bottles. <laughs> Be like, this is my baby. Please look after it. <laughs> like, do you have anything to declare? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got something in that case. And they'll be like preparing for weapons and shit. And they'll be like, ah, oh, it's just whiskey. Here you go. Pay us 20 bucks. <laughs> I mean, I, have you ever been to Tokyo? <clears throat> no. Oh, it is a magical, magical place. And I am less than a week away from being blind drunk there again. Nice. I leave 10 a.m. on April 7th and land in Tokyo. And I am bringing four friends of mine from Chicago who have never left the Western Hemisphere. That's cool. It's, it's, some of them have never been I, out of yeah, the country. Yeah, I would like to go one day, but I don't have any real opportunity to go. So I'm only going because airfare was ridiculously cheap. Hmm. Like I'm flying for under 700 round trip. Wow, that's cool. And the Airbnb we are all splitting is one eighty five for the week. I always forget because like people are like, you just expect to stay in hotels, and I always forget like about Airbnb. Well, I mean, if I was like bringing someone I wanted to have sex with, I would have burned hotel points and gone to the Ritz Carlton. But <laughs> I found out last time, sex in the Ritz Carlton rooms pretty rad. Oh really? Yeah. I've heard about like bathrooms in Japan and shit like. Like, I've heard stories from Chad from Hell Yeah, who was telling me the first time he ever went to Japan, like, he had, like, this little girl waiting for him, and she, like, undressed him and, like, put him in a bath and, like, gave him a sponge bath and, like, didn't want anything sexually from him. She just wanted to, like, look after him. (laughs) And she'd bring him food and stuff like that. But then he was, like, the toilets, you know, with, like... Oh, the toilets are fucking magical. Like, the little spray things. You do not need toilet paper in Japan. Yeah. It it magically (laughs) cleans your asshole. Like, the first time I sat down on a heated, oscillating fucking Japanese toilet seat, I'm like, I'm not sure I need to leave. Yeah. Like, like, I may just spend spend 10 days on this toilet. (laughs) Yeah, I heard about those toilets. They're they're fucking magical. You can import them back to the States. Bring me back one. I'll ship you a toilet seat back. Like, <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> no, uh, Tokyo is like just the most magical place. I mean, last time I was there, I went to a bar that had live penguins in it. Okay. That shit doesn't happen in the States. Did they talk? Were they waiters? 
No. Is it like a magical Disney moment? <laughs> no, the actually the penguins actually look super depressed. Oh. Well, yeah, because that's not really their climate, really. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll show you pictures when we're off air, but yeah, the penguins looked super depressed, and it kind of bumped me out a little bit after waiting two hours to get into this bar and being super excited about there being live penguins in a bar, and then seeing like the penguins like kind of like, mm. <laughs> but now eh, what can you do? Like, the the dog is still trying to fuck me. God, I'm sorry. I apologize. The dog. The Actually, no, I don't because it's not my dog, so I don't care. <laughs> Your roommate's dog is just trying to fuck the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm sad Draven's not here. I know. Draven was supposed to call in tonight. I don't know what happened to her. I will. She's banging her her boyfriend. Husband. 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 I went She's to their banging wedding. Him. She's getting some dick right now. Good for you, Draven. Yeah. Get that dick. Woo. Get that we ginger. Like, we need one of those like sound effects that's like a round of applause and cheering people. Get that ginger dick, girl. Get that ginger dick. Johnny, good luck getting it in. I mean, they've been apart for like you know four or five days. I'm sure he's gonna blow. They got some catching up to do. Right, he's gonna blow a load like a cannon, and you know, probably send her against the back wall. <laughs> what are you up for for EDI this year? Uh, well, oh, for I, our fans who don't know, that is Exotic Dancer International. In- invitational. Invitational. Whoops. So, I'm it's run wrong. by. Exotic Dancer Publications. Every year they do a contest, one in the East Coast, one on the West Coast. And um, last year I was in the newcomer category and I won newcomer. Um, so this year I have to compete in the showgirl division, which there's three divisions, showgirl, uh, newcomer, showgirl, and champions. So, so once you win the, showgirl this year, you can compete in champions next year, right? Yeah, but that's scary. <laughs> like even competing in... Uh, showgirl is scary because there's so many like amazing talent out there I and mean, the, the champions though fuck the shows they, the costumes Dude, and the shows they put it's on it's ridiculous I always forget that you were at EDI last year yeah no it's only like just chilling I mean you invited me out so why that's wouldn't I have right. been there that's right I invited a lot of people out it was kind of cool and I'm the only one who showed right <laughs> uh, you and my friend uh, who and some of his friends came out. There was a few people that I knew. A photographer friend of mine came out. Yeah, there's a bunch of people that I knew. It was kind of cool. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, well, I mean, you know, living in LA for a while, I know a lot of people in that area, so it kind of helped. But yeah, no, I'm scared for Showgirl Division this year. Like, I'm stressing myself out. Like, I've got this, okay, like, literally in front of me, I have, like, this checklist that I need to do, stuff I need to do for EDI. When is EDI this year? 420 weekend. 420 weekend. In Denver. In Denver. (laughs) I wonder how they planned that. Yeah, Dave Manick. (laughs) He was like, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. (laughs) Uh, I think everyone's uh, looking forward to it. It's actually 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, but everyone gets in the night before, so everyone's going to be like totally stoned on like 420, except me. How many times have you been to Denver? Uh, Quite a few. I have like a, a bunch of friends out there. You're doing some just dancing out there too, aren't you? Yeah, I featured there a long time ago. Um, and then every now and again, I'll go back, like went, visit my friends and the club was like, you want to come house girl here anytime you can. So yeah, I usually just go back and if I have a spare weekend, just go and house dance there. So it's kind of cool. I have a lot of friends out there. So I have try and get back as much as possible. I mean, 
I know you don't smoke weed, but Denver's awesome for also microbrews. Like I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> have you been to uh, Truve? No, it is a heavy metal microbrew. Hmm. Fucking, they make rad sours. It's so good. Yeah, no, I haven't like really gone out like a whole lot when I'm there. You know, obviously when you stay there, like I'm staying with friends, so it's whatever they do, or if you know we have a ride somewhere. You know, sometimes they stay too far away from like the downtown area, so. Yeah. Hopefully I get to. Um, I'm actually going like Sunday through the next Sunday, so I'm going for a whole day, a whole whole week, and I'm only working three days, so I have like four days to explore and see a whole bunch of my friends. So that'd be cool. Yeah, no, the downtown area is fucking rad. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of fun microbrews. Like when I was I was there for a little over a week, and I I don't I'm not even a big beer drinker, but man, I drank a fucking ton of beer that week. I just random microbrew flight of beers. I don't Another. think I'm going to drink any beer until after EDI. Everyone's like on these like crazy diets, like all the all the features, like talking with it, uh, like to everyone, and everyone's on like diets, like to get fit and healthy and stuff for EDI. And I'm like sitting here eating donuts and shit. Yeah, we went for Cornish like <laughs> British pie. Dude, I've been so good for like all week. I haven't eaten carbs or anything, and then like I've been craving Cornish pasties. So I was like, "Fuck this! I want Cornish pasties." So. Why don't you tell our audience what a Cornish pasty is? Because they probably don't know. Because I didn't know till we got there. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like a a savory dish, but it's inside of pastry. So I guess it's like an like an empanada. I guess like, but well, I mean, like, uh, but it's just flaky pastry kind of thing. But traditionally, the Cornish pasties because of the town Cornwall in England, and basically. The way a Cornish pasty was supposed to be was sweet one side, so dessert on one side, and then dinner on the other side. But it's all in one pastry, so that miners and whatever can eat it with one hand, or you know, wh- whoever's on the fucking high beams and stuff, they can eat it with one hand, whatever. Anyway, so you do know about <coughs> history. <coughs> I know the history of food. <coughs> That's important history. That's motherfucking important. <coughs> anyway. Traditionally, they're like supposed to be like meat, potatoes, and vegetables, but like a pot pie. Yeah, kinda. But the Cornish Pasty Co. have probably about fifty different selections of Cornish pasties, and I always get like the chicken tikka masala one. I got a red like sausage, fucking beef two cheese thing. It was fucking rad. Yeah, and some English chips with garlic and jalapeno. With, with gravy. Oh, yeah. with gravy. And I got a. It's just English comfort food, really. Like I got cider. <laughs> uh, what's fucked up is like that was probably better British food than. Well, I enjoyed that more than almost any meal I had in London. Yeah, that you know, like a lot of the touristy places in London that people go to kind of suck. You have to find like the little hole in the wall greasy spoon places, and like they're the best places to go. Well, I didn't really go to all that many touristy places. My sister lived in Brixton at the time, so I just was. Where I'm from. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, my sister lived in Brixton for 10 years. Well, I'm from that area, like south of the river, pretty much around that area, though, yeah. And she's, um, she was walking distance from the Brixton Tube. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it's crazy. She just sold her flat and moved to Seattle, so. Huh? She, she got a lot of money for it being in Brixton. Oh, like <laughs> multiple millions of pounds. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, my, my friend lives in, like, North London. Is it North London? Yeah. North London, and he lives in a renovated, like, insane asylum. He, his ha- apartment is smaller than my apartment. It's literally, like, 
millions of dollars retarded. Oh, my sister's place was a one bedroom, not big at all. And I'm like, you're getting how much for this fucking place? Dude, it's insane. Real estate out there. Uh, I don't understand why London's so expensive. Why do people want to live there so badly? Yeah, that's why when you live in London, like the entire time I lived in London, I always had roommates and I always lived in like a house with four different people. So I'd have four different roommates. It's like living in New York City. Yeah, pretty much. It's expensive. Nobody drives in England. Like, I mean, they do if they live outside of London. But if you live in London, nobody drives because of the congestion charge. They drive, charge you to drive through the city. And then parking. It's just easier just to get a monthly rail and bus pass. And everyone uses the public transportation. It's 24 hours a day. And why, is the like tube, why is the tube closed down so early, though? It closes at like 1. I don't That's know. early. Yeah. But, you know, most bars shut at like one thirty. But the night buses, they, they run and they're pretty safe. Yeah, no, what's hilarious is one of my buddies who had been to London multiple times, just apparently like British people like to fight him because he's like, every time I go there, they try to kick my ass. Don't go on the night buses. I vote. No, they just try to <laughs> kick my ass. I had zero problems the whole time I was there. Yeah. Like every person I met was super friendly. Like they wanted to party with me. No one looked at me funny at all. Like the, the worst thing that happened was an Uber driver kind of took advantage of me because I was a pissed drunk and I even pissed drunk knew that like he was overcharging me I just was I'm so drunk that I am pissing in phone booths <laughs> oh yeah no I, I walked out of they some they have phone booths now yeah they still have phone booths they took a bunch of them away last time I was there I walked out of some bar in Soho but I was so drunk that I literally pissed in a phone booth pretty much what most people do my Uber driver saw that and, you know, he took advantage. But I, at that point, it was like, I could not navigate to get back to Brixton any other way. I was happy to pay the, the toll to get back to Brixton yeah. safe. And the, I made the conscious drunk decision to be like, yeah, I will pay whatever they got. This, yeah. This costs. Just to you know, be like, I'm home in one piece. <laughs> I know it was only like three miles and I probably could have walked pretty it. recently then because I haven't been there since they had Uber. Or maybe I have. I went a couple years ago. I was there in October of 14. I was there for Halloween. Okay, well then, yeah, we went the same year. I was in, there in June and July that year. Yeah, no, I, I met my niece for the first time, which is wild, because she's a little blonde girl with a British accent. Huh? Both her parents are Americans, and it's Uncle Matt. <laughs> like, the fuck? You're related to me? It's fucking weird. English kids. Yeah, no, it's a, well, she's an, an American now. She's in the States. <coughs> Angel, where are you going to be soon? <laughs> like what are your upcoming dates? Uh Columbus, Ohio tomorrow. Blah blah blah. Uh then I'm waiting for more to come in because I just signed my new exclusive contract, so I'll probably be getting a bunch in this month. Um but I have one in October. Uh don't ask me where it is though, because I have no idea. Hang on, wait, I got my planner in front of me. I'll tell you where it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're always organized for something. I'm at the Driftwood Lounge in Jacksonville, North Carolina in October 13th, 14th, and 15th. Mm, a lot of Marines. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's the only commerce in Jacksonville, North Carolina and is I'll the Marine be, base. I'll be at Sturges in August at We're, the zip line at the Buffalo Chip. So come ride. Come ride. Say hey. Come ride. And then that's pretty much it, like for the year right now. But obviously, my schedule's about to get insane. So the calm before the storm. Exactly. 
Well, Angela, it's been I'll a pleasure. Needs to pop in too. Oh yeah, that's like that's a form. That's a hometown event for me, like the Northwest Indiana. Yeah. So I'd be excited to do that. It's kind of weird that it's like a daytime and like last year the weather was really, really hot, I heard, and everyone was like suffering. So I'm kind of not looking forward to that, but... <laughs> I'm sure the promoters want to hear that you're not looking forward to it. No, I'm not looking forward to the weather being so hot. Like, and being I'm looking sun- forward to being there. <laughs> L- looking forward to being sunburned on every part of you. Yeah, right? Well, it's a good job we're naked. There's no tan lines. True, true. <laughs> Silver lining. One small silver lining. <laughs> a lot of Midwest nude. A lot of, a lot nude, of nude guys. Ooh. A lot of nude Midwestern dudes. Right with Uber zooms on their cameras. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna see your pores. Oh, sweet, cool. Make sure they're full for them. <laughs> so I, I think that's gonna do it for the evening. Are you yawning? I'm not yawning. Liars. I am not I, I did almost fall into like a fucking food coma after our lunch. Oh, that, that lunch was fucking epic. <laughs> I was like, my eyes were getting heavy. I was like, no, I got shit to do. Come on, wake up. Oh, I know. Like, went back to my hotel. I'm like, I could power. No, I need to not power. I could power. No, no, no can't you do No, you gotta go spy on people. Shh. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you are in Vegas. Still don't know what you're talking Spying about. Spying on all these drunk idiots on the strip. They are everywhere. <laughs> They're yeah. everywhere. That is one thing I do not. Dude, the last time I stayed in that, well, I didn't stay in that hotel that you're staying at, but when I, I had friends that came into town, they were riding bicycles from one side of the America to another. And so they stopped in Vegas. They were only supposed to be in Vegas for like a day and they ended up staying for like three days because they were so excited and they'd never drank Four Loco before. Oh, God. And this was before Four Loco, like, took all that random stuff out of them. So we were all sat in a hot tub at that hotel. We drank Four Loco, like, all night and got so fucking drunk. And they were so hungover for, like, a day and a half. They had to, like, stay an extra two days. <laughs> <laughs> that, that totally fucking happened. I mean, shit. <laughs> but they were all about that Four Loco. I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not going to drink Four Loco. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Four Loco. I've done that before. Not again. No. But they'd never done it. So they had, you know, they had to learn that lesson. Where were they from? England. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> That's why they thought it was okay to, you know, ride across America on bikes. Yeah, on bicycles. This, completely randomly. Did you ever hear about the Hitchbot? No. A bunch of Canadian scientists last year or a year or two ago made a robot that could interact with whoever's driving and it hitchhiked across Europe and Canada. Huh. And it made two days in America before it was destroyed in Philadelphia. <laughs> of course. <laughs> America, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. And it was built to look like a, you know, very simple but like childlike. Hmm. It was so fucking depressing. Like, really? Who's going to beat up the kid robot? Yeah, right. The kid robot hitchhiker. Kids yeah. shouldn't be hitchhiking anyway. Well, they shouldn't be, but and it just proved why Blame you should. Canada. <laughs> they made it across Canada just fine. Made it across Europe too. Like, fucking. Oh, it did it in Europe too? Yeah, and it made it across Europe. Hmm. Thanks, America. Yeah. Two days. It like started in New York City, made it to <laughs> Philadelphia, and died. Like they beat it to death. Wait, did it go through Baltimore? It made it through Baltimore? No, no. Philly's north of Baltimore. Oh, damn it. It definitely wouldn't have survived Baltimore. No. <laughs> but the, it was a cool project because it like could socially interact with the drivers and it could only make it could only move if someone else like drove it. Yeah. Huh. Like and it had a GPS and it updated its social media remotely and 
it was a really kind of neat concept. It was just science. So depressing. Like, really, you guys? We're just going to beat it to death? Really? So, <laughs> fuck. We're going to end the podcast on the really depressing note of Hitchbot getting beaten to death. Yeah. Science. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> this Enter is- sad. Yeah, yeah. String music. <laughs> sure you can find something online somewhere yeah we can't pay for the copyrights well that's why you have friends that are musicians that can make stuff like that and then just give you them well they don't give them to me I still pay my musician friends for like why don't you just get a keyboard and like do stuff yourself do you think I ever managed music because I had musical talent <laughs> for fuck's sake I have zero musical come talent come on get that Casio keyboard <laughs> so I can, you know, play the MIDI version of Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. Damn right. <laughs> like seriously, my my parents like when I was a small child bought me a Casio keyboard for Hanukkah and it like the auto play. I always wanted one of those and I never got one. I, I figured out how to play Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer on it by myself. Nice. At least a little bit of it, like do 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 do. Yeah, in all reality. Anyway, this is a nice nicer note to leave on. The, the idea of <laughs> Matt as a small child playing Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer on a Casio keyboard in the eighties. <laughs> yes. With my bowl cut and bad teeth, it With was no beard. No beard. Did you have a beard back then? No, I did not have a beard back then. <laughs> no, no, no facial hair. Just you know, innocent child from you know, the north side of Chicago, full of promise. Isn't the north side of Chicago technically a lake? No, that would be the east side of Chicago. Oh, okay, my bad. My geography sucks. Yeah, and you took Worse that instead of history. history. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That have you ever done any clubs in Chicago? Yeah, Atlantis. That is in the far south burbs. Though their kitchen is awesome. Dude, they have like amazing steak and lobster and it's nice. That's a nice club too. No, oh, it's huge. It's fucking ginormous. Like I, I talked about that on a previous episode. Like we, me, the small hands, and Draven were talking about like top strip clubs to eat in. Oh yeah. Oh dude, Angels in Kalamazoo. I just went there and ate ribs. They were really good. Apparently the steak is awesome, but I didn't try the steak. I ate the ribs, and I ate pot stickers. I'm like on a pot sticker kick right now. I got a pot the other day. I was at New York, New York casino, and went to Tom's Urban. And I ordered pot stickers, and then I ordered a pot sticker salad. <laughs> so I had like fucking twenty fucking pot stickers in front of me. And I'm like, yeah, holy anyway, shit. Anyway, some strip clubs that have really good kitchens. No, no, I, that was a whole discussion on a previous episode of you know favorite kitchens. Um, the Small Hands really is a big fan of the chili, uh, the Philly cheesesteak at Sacramento Gold Club. Really? Yeah, he used to live right near there. He said it is a phenomenal Philly cheesesteak. Hmm. So where is your where is your favorite strip club meal? What has the best kitchen in your opinion? Uh, I would probably say like Atlantis is like probably the best. See, I'm right there with you. Like, yeah, Atlantis is so fucking good. So it appears we are gonna wind down here because we're again a little inebriated and spinning our wheels here at the 288. So thank you for tuning in, everyone. Thank you for having me. You can find Angel at iHeartAngelBow on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Miss Angel Bow. And what's your website so they can see Angelbow.com, but it's like just a page right now. Working on it. But, but I it, have Snapchat too, and that's iHeartAngelBow. But at very least, you can find out her upcoming tour dates. You can see her in person, tell her you heard her on the show. Yeah, my tour dates are on the Bands in Town app. 
so you can follow her so it will fucking notify you when she's coming to your town. Oh, yeah. Take my word for it, folks. Her show is not to be fucking missed. We, I've had people on the show who, you know, has seen her show and they were blown away and unlike anything else. It is a crazy sideshow and it's... New Wave Erotic Vaudeville. That is a very interesting way to fucking yeah. sell it. Like, holy shit. Why don't we start with that? Oh, sorry. Paste it in the front. <laughs> oh, so right, Save the best for last. For sure. You're good. All right, everyone. <laughs> this is Matt Slayer. Stay scummy. Hey.